all that. No, but I bet they'll be sprinting today. We'll see. We'll see. Who do you think is going to win? You bet on that? <laughs> Want to make a bet? We'll see, what's <laughs> the over-under? <laughs> yeah, what's the over-under on the Broadwurst winning? <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Vince returns on Monday. Eric Bilstad along with Michelle Richards, Brandon Snides on Sports, Debbie Lazica's got your roads, and Greg Pancake Hill is producing the big show. So at Summerfest today, Michelle, cornhole will be played, or bags. For those who like to call it bags instead. Or, um, or if you're in Wisconsin, bags. 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 Uh, big event, the ACL Pro Shootout, which features single elimination tournaments for professionals. That starts at 6. There's also going to be a Super Bowl event, and that's going to feature some celebrities, including Packers great Aaron Jones and Spice Adams, who used to play for the Bears. <laughs> So if you want to see a Bears player. Um, I want to see them do some tricks. Like if you're a professional cornhole bags player, you got to have some cool right? stuff. I, I should get some tips from him. Uh, Tyler Hubbard's also going to be throwing some bags. He's a country singer. He's playing the U.S. Cellular tonight. So that's taking place actually really close to where we are at, where our uh, our studios are located there. Of course, this is right by the sports zone in that stretch there. So that's later on today if you want to see some bags and say hi to some of our folks from Wisconsin's Afternoon News. The festivities start right at 6 when that show finishes. As for the stages, what's in store? Well, WTMJ's Mike Spaulding takes a look. God makes five foot nine brown eyes and a sun. Country rocker Tyler Hubbard's headlined the U.S. Cellular Connection stage at 10. It's 90s at 9 as Collective Soul headlines the Uline Warehouse stage at 9.30. Japanese Breakfast headlines the Generac Power stage at 9.30. The Pretty Reckless rock out on the Middle of Light Oasis stage at 10.15. I will leave you broken and in ruin. And country music virtuoso Zach Bryan headlines the American Family Amphitheater at 7.30. Find out what you're doing so I can let you down for the hundredth last time. Letting down to pick me up for me. All of that right here on WTMJ, where our forecast or our uh, broadcast day will start at noon with Jeff Wagner and, of course, Wisconsin's afternoon news starting at 3. 7.15, Brandon Snide's got sports in one minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers bounced back on Thursday afternoon, this after losing back-to-back games against the Cubs, this time defeating Chicago by a final score of 6-5. Yelich drives one to left. Deep warning track. Get up on the wall. For Christian Yelich, he just hit a three-run shot out of here. Bob Euchre on the Why call here. You can hear that. <laughs> that was so much louder Fantastic. than than anything else. That was pretty cool. Yelich knocking in his 11th homer of the season there, and with the win, 
The Brewers improved to 47 and 41. Yelich, who you just heard knocking that home run, he's staying hot for the Brew Crew as he's in the midst of his best 20 game stretch since 2019, adding a homer in three RBIs, including a stolen base on Thursday afternoon. The Brewers will welcome in the first place Cincinnati Reds tonight to begin a three game set. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. with Greg Matzik on Brewers warm-up. Staying with the Brewers here as the MLB trade deadline is quickly approaching. Could Milwaukee be a team that might be looking to upgrade at first base ahead of the August 1st deadline? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Owen yesterday, um, you know, had, had a little bit of a tough stretch there, but but he's had a great season overall. And, and that being said, you know, we're always looking to upgrade our club, and, and certainly if there's an opportunity to, to improve there, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely take a look. Brewers general manager and senior vice president Matt Arnold on Brewers 360 Thursday, after, Thursday morning. Arnold also stating he believes Brandon Woodruff should be heading out to some rehab assignments very soon with the hope of a return following the All-Star break. And lastly, the dollars keep getting handed out over to the NBA as DeJounte Murray of the Atlanta Hawks agreed to a four-year $120 million extension with the team. And the Bucks and free agent guard A.J. Green have agreed to a multi-year contract with the first year fully guaranteed. Green averaged four and a half points in 35 games for the Bucks as a two-way player just a season ago. So they're going to be celebrating the sausage at AmFam Field today, Brandon. So today the Brewers are going to toast 30 years of the famous racing sausages, the first live-action mascot race, uh, it debuted June 27th, 1993. It started, of course, on the Dot Matrix digital display. I can't believe it was 30 years ago. Yeah, 1993. So today, the Johnsonville Sausage Race itself will feature the original three sausages, the Bratwurst, the Italian, and the Polish. The other two, they're just going to keep them down below. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the hot dog and the chorizo are going to hold the finish line, and the, they're going to just have the three race. And back in the day, they would like kind of lollygag around and like make it in the left field a little bit and all that. No, I bet they'll be sprinting today. We'll see. We'll see. Who do you think is going to win? You bet on that? <laughs> Want to make a bet? We'll see, what's <laughs> the over-under? <laughs> yeah, what's the over-under on the Broadwurst winning? Uh, yeah, but it's today. So pretty neat to see a link to the past, if you will, at AmFam Field. 719, what to do with 794. New details next. Eric Gilstead along with Michelle Richards. Michelle, how often are you on 794? Not very often anymore now that I work from home. Okay. But when you were working downtown, you were, you took it regularly? No. Not even then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when I come here, I take it. Sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, or at least a portion of it. So obviously there's been some conversation in the past, if you've been paying attention to what the DOT has been doing, about the future of the I-794 corridor, particularly that stretch between the Marquette and the lakefront, whether or not it should or could come down and whether the city could take advantage of that area, develop it, you know, make it more, more money-driven, make some revenue off it and whatnot, and make it into a boulevard, so to speak, instead of the stretch that it is now. And connect it. From downtown to like the third ward, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Help help connect the third ward because into the city. It's effectively just cuts it yeah. off right in the middle, yeah, right? There's, there's a division there. Uh, so this is going to be discussed during an event put on by Rethink I-794 in the Milwaukee Business Journal at Marquette. We'll get to that in a second. But one of the keynote speakers at this event will be a guy named Peter Park who is the former Milwaukee planning director. He was in Milwaukee from 1995 to 2003, and he helped with the Park East Corridor removal 
And he, I, I spoke with him yesterday, and he had a very interesting comment to make. He said, look, the reason why 794 could go and it could be successful is because the city has already done it with the Park East. If you think about the Park East, that nearly one mile of the Park East, that no longer is paid for by the state for, to be maintained, and the amount of tax revenue and land value and jobs and housing that's been created that replace those empty parking lots and underutilized properties, that's a big difference, right? That's a big difference. And and what did Milwaukee lose in that, right? I mean, do people not have the ability to get to work? No, traffic is not the problem. And so, if we, again, if you only are trying to solve for traffic, thinking that you need to limit access and build a highway in a downtown, Milwaukee is proof, not only to itself, but to the rest of the country and the world, that you don't need to design. In fact, it's the wrong design to have a limited access highway. So just interesting comments there from Peter Park, this urban planner who used to work in Milwaukee as the planning director, basically saying that when they removed the the Park East corridor, even though the Pfizer Forum wasn't built for many years after that, they still were, there's development popping in immediately in some of those stretches, and it took money away from the state having to like keep this this highway, you know, up to date to to deal with it, to treat it, what what have you, um, and that it's worked out. He actually says that Milwaukee's kind of pioneered this and and shown that it can work. Now, I don't know if it's fair to compare the Parkies to 794. They are different. I mean, 794 right. is kind of a connector. You got the home bridge in there mm-hmm. and all that. So there are people that come in from the south side there and roll through 794 and either get off or don't, but are taking it to go all the way through. Whereas the Parkies corridor, you're, I mean, what, it stopped right there at the grocery store. Right. <laughs> Basically, you could zoom right in there and, and get some bagels if you wanted to at Einstein's. Um, so there is a little bit of a difference there. So anyway, there's going to be an event taking place that the Milwaukee Business Journal is a part of as our partners there. It's put on by a group called Rethink 794. It's going to be at Marquette at O'Brien Hall. This is Monday, July 17th. If you go to the Milwaukee Business Journal website, you can find it and uh, register for it if you'd like to see this. We're going to have a, this keynote speaker is going to speak, this Peter Park, and then some other uh, business leaders as well in the community to discuss basically what to do. And and everything seems to indicate that they're leaning toward removing this stretch of highway. Now, again, not talking about the home bridge, just talking about this stretch that pretty much divides the third ward from the downtown area. It's going to be okay, you guys, really well, I promise. <laughs> Not everyone feels I know, that way, Michelle. I know, but you know what? People are Some people are upset now, and you know maybe it'll be better. Maybe it'll be more efficient. Maybe we'll get new businesses in there. Maybe we'll connect those two parts of the city, and it will be really cool like that Park East area is right now. Oh, Let's be optimistic. Yeah, I mean, optimistic. That's nice. Brewers 360 coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll chat with Adam McKelvey from MLB.com. Before we get to him, hey, Brandon... Wanted to ask because we talked about this the other day. You weren't in, but we were talking about fireworks and how they seem to linger. And the the amateur fireworks go off well before July Fourth. They they go off well after July Fourth. And I hear I hear a lot oftentimes from people who talk about veterans and whether or not it's something that vets can handle or enjoy or appreciate. Obviously, everyone is different. But you being a veteran, where do you fall? What's your thought? On the amateur fireworking that takes place. Yeah, I'm I'm in probably the minority here, Eric. I I <laughs> highly dislike them. I don't I don't uh, buy them. I don't participate with them. 
We go to fireworks shows. I have five kids at home, uh, you know, as I've talked about before. So they're all into going to the fireworks. But the ones, the amateur ones at home in the backyard, in the front yard, sometimes in the garage, sometimes in the house, uh, just not a fan of it. Uh, do they do they trigger you? Th- the, for me personally, they do. Uh, they do if I don't know they're coming, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. if I'm sitting... You know, in the you know watching the Brewer game it happened uh, the weekend before July Fourth, a Saturday, and just a ton of them are going off. It drives my anxiety up. You know, I already have high anxiety when those go off, and I don't know that they're coming, or I don't know that they're getting ready to be set off. Then, yeah, it drives it up a lot more uh, based off of my own personal experiences. So, if, but if I know if they're coming, you know, if we go to a fireworks show and I know I'm going to see fireworks, yeah. you know, it's not uh, like that, but. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not a fan of them. I'm excited for the time of the year when they're gone, which is hopefully, <laughs> like Debbie said, hopefully uh, this <laughs> after this weekend. Well, something to think about uh, for those who do enjoy them, uh, just something to think about that there are veterans like uh, Brandon out there who struggle at times to hear some of that stuff. So thinking about you, kid, this weekend, hopefully things are uh, quiet Thank down you. for yeah, you. Yeah, hopefully. Brewers 360 is next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Victor Carantini hit a go-ahead solo home run in the eighth inning, and the Milwaukee Brewers, after losing back-to-back games, defeated the Chicago Cubs on Thursday afternoon. This one by a final score of 6-5. to five. Next up for the Brew Crew, the first-place Cincinnati Reds will enter Milwaukee to begin a three-game set tonight. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. Brewers 360, sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Joining us now on Wisconsin's Morning News is Adam McKelvey from MLB.com. Good morning, Adam. I got a question for you here. We're watching some of the best baseball, maybe since 2019, definitely 2018, of Christian Yelich. Is the former MVP (laughs) back? Is he back, Adam? That is, that's the most popular parlor game in Milwaukee for the last three years. Right. Here's how, uh, here's how like Christian Yelich or certainly Craig Council would answer. He doesn't have to be 2018 Christian Yelich to be a really productive part of this team. And I think that's part of the problem is that they've been chasing naturally chasing the ghost of this epic superstar never seen before here in this city player. And it's good enough to just be very, very good. So, like, no, the power is not what it was then. Uh, But that doesn't mean he can't be, like, a great table setter, hit doubles, get big hits when they need it. And I think that's what he's doing now. He's using his speed. He's also worked really hard to improve his defense and his throwing. And part of that was working with Chris Hook, the Brewers pitching coach which was sort of cool in spring training on some band work and different drills to improve the throws to, to not be run on as much as he had been. So he's really working on being an all around baseball player. And I think maybe like not chasing the 2018, 19 version of himself is part of the reason he's having success. Now that that's just my sort of armchair psychology from the press box. So he's back. That's that's the, the answer. He's we've back. <laughs> so uh, you know, yeah, to pick exactly, you, he's back. He's back. To, to, to piggyback off that uh, answer, uh, Adam, there you know, there's there's question marks surrounding the team. I think with every team, there there is. What is one area though that you would like to see, uh, or that you think this this team will improve on ahead of the trade deadline? Ooh, I'm gonna say, and everybody's gonna like swerve off the road. It's the bullpen for me. 
And the reason I think people are probably cringing hearing that is they've just had terrible luck acquiring bullpen arms recently. Um, and obviously we all know the story about last year's trade deadline and the bullpen arms that they received. Uh, spoiler, it didn't work. But if you even go back further than that, remember John Curtis and Daniel Norris um, didn't work, didn't work. So when you get a reliever, there's an impact or there's a chance for them to really, really help you because a couple of additions to a, to a bullpen can really stabilize things and make everybody else better because you're not having to go to, say, uh, Yoel Piamps, who's had a great year for the Brewers. Elvis Pagaro, the young, the young pitcher, has been really good for them. One little blip in this Cubs series aside, obviously, but he's been really good for them. Devin Williams obviously has been great. You add depth to that group, it makes those pitchers better. But when you acquire a reliever, it's for such a small number of games relative to the, the games you play that the, the volatility is so high. So the Brewers have just not been, I don't know if you call it luck or whatever you want to say, they've not, the, the moves they've made in the pen recently at trade deadlines have not worked out. But I think that's an area where they need to give it a shot again because that seems like the spot where they could use the most uh, help with their depth. And look, everybody's going to look for them to add a hit or two. You'd like to see this offense perform better. And I think that's encouraging in the last, say, two weeks. As the weather starts to get warm, so has the offense. And those, if you look at their run totals, they're scoring more. And I think that's really important to take some of the pressure off the pitching staff. Adam McKelvey from MLB.com joining us for Brewers 360. So today, Adam, the Brewers are going to toast 30 years of the famous racing sausages. They're going to have a pregame festivity there honoring this, that it was June 27th of 1993 when the racing sausages debuted the first live-action mascot race in Major League Baseball. Are you going to put together like a 5,000-word essay on this, on the history of the sausages and everything that goes into it? Well, look, boys, I know both of you subscribe to my Brewers newsletter because it's so, you know, it's, a, it's the best part of your week, two times a week. I did write about that <laughs> uh, on that date. I'm going to take credit for the Brewers marking this, but by that someone in the front office was so moved by my account. <laughs> I tried to pieces. talk to the people who, who ran the race. The funny thing is I think Mike Fetters was pitching for the Brewers if they did it in the sixth inning the first time, it doesn't show in the video. Fetters came off the mound, and then I think it's Jack Morris for the Blue Jays came on and started warming up with Pat Borders. And nobody told any of the players that this was happening. So the, they kind of bumbled through left field and ran on the third baseline to home plate, and Jack Morris is trying to warm up, and here come these sausages nobody's ever seen before. So that's how <laughs> they began. And um, the one player who was most excited about running it himself was Jeff Jenkins. We were texting about it, and he was coming off a, a short injured list stint to start right. the year. And right when he came back, he got to run the sausage race. And um, he claims to have won the race by, you know, whatever, 14 lengths or something like that. We'll have to check the, uh, the tape. I don't know if he meant costume lengths or actual <laughs> hot dog lengths. lengths. That right. would be less impressive. Right. <laughs> oh, but he was stuff. all fired up about it and they'll have the the three originals run today with the hot dog in the tree so holding the finish line good stuff adam mckelvey thank you sir appreciate it see ya adam mckelvey from mlb.com Tausch is next
Hey, I'm John Mercier. And I'm Sandy Max. Great news for fans of Wisconsin's Afternoon News. You can now hear every episode of the show across the podcast universe. That's right. You'll never have to miss a single interview, story, or fun conversation. We are joined in the studio by Susan Varela. She's the executive director of Skylight Music Theater. Saying otherworldly is not a foolish brag on this. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Geis Garage Doors. Don't think twice. Call Geis. At LAK Group, their leadership development programs are based on six leadership attributes core to developing successful, agile leaders. They even wrote a book about it called Leadership on Purpose. Investing in leadership development can pay huge dividends and lead to long-term success. LAK Group's programs get results and are tailored for high-value, high-performing individuals. Learn more about the leadership development programs at LAK Group. Visit transformingcareers.com. LAK Group. Discover your human advantage. What does summer sound like in a new Chevy? Find the best way to the ballpark with the Chevy Equinox navigation system. Load up the kayaks with room to spare in the spacious Chevy Trailblazer with 60-40 split folding rear seats. Haul out the camper and spend a night roasting marshmallows with the Chevy Silverado. Or feel the roar of the crowd and bring the whole crew along in the Chevy Traverse with seating for up to eight. So what are you waiting for? This summer, happiness is a new Chevy. Visit WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Traverse seating update standard and LS available on LT with second row bench seat, RS Premier, and High Country Seat 7. ESPN Wisconsin's Mark Tauscher here for my friends at Kohler Services. Treat yourself to a new shower this summer. Kohler Services is a local end-to-end bath and shower design and remodel service brought to you by Kohler, a family-owned in Wisconsin for 150 years. Kohler is the only manufacturer offering fast, professional installation and care for life. Start enjoying your bath or shower right now with a special offer. Visit kswisconsin.com to request your free quote and tell them that I sent you over. Again, that's kswisconsin.com. The very best blueberries are at Sendix. Five-pound boxes of Michigan-grown blueberries are just $20. Pre-order today at Sendix.com slash blueberry. Sendix, your trusted local grocer. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Traffic sponsored by Senex Food Market, your trusted local grocer since 1926. Hi, Debbie Lazaga. Hey there, Eric. We do have delays along southbound 43 from about Hampton Avenue down past Burley. 14, make that 16 minutes to get from Brown Deer Road to downtown. It's an extra five. Northbound side slowing down just a bit from about North Avenue up to about Locust. Southbound on 41, still looking pretty good. Maybe a quick tap of the brakes coming through the Capitol Drive area. Northbound side's a little heavy right around Watertown Plank. And then on westbound 94, a little bit heavy through the stadium, and then again crossing the county line into Waukesha County. I'm Debbie Lazaga with your WTMJ Johnson & Sons Paving Time Saver Traffic. Forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Sunny today, there is a slight chance for rain later on, a high of 75. Tonight, a chance for showers, a low of 62. For Saturday, a chance for rain in the morning, otherwise becoming sunny. Should be a nice day tomorrow, a high of 77. Sunday, sunny, a high of 80. Right now in Milwaukee, 65 at 755. Idea Man. It's my wife's birthday. Innovator. I'm, I'm trying to balance that out of I want to still do some things that will be well, but I want the night to go according to plan that she'll enjoy it. And Packers Hall of Famer. You like being surprised, but you don't want to actually be surprised, if that makes any sense. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by your Southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. 
Hey, Tosh, got me thinking. We were um, redoing the story earlier today about how pop sensation Britney Spears was... Or she claimed she was slapped. She was at least pushed or, or assaulted in some fashion by a security guard of that new uh, San Antonio Spurs player who's seven foot three from France. He's in Vegas for summer league play, and she's there for residency. And uh, she like went to take a picture with him. She claims, and they like pushed her down. She wants an apology now because the security guard like just kind of manhandled her and threw her down. Do you did you ever see that with any some of the celebrities that you were working with? Over the years, any, any major pushback or needed security or had issues like that? So uh, I can't think of an actual player that I played with that had security. As a matter of fact, I think, you know, like Aaron Rodgers would love when he would just kind of go out if we're in Chicago. And there were viral clips of him where he would just be randomly walking by himself and then he'd, you know, take a photo with just random people. Yeah. But I've never understood the... Uh, you know, first off, Britney Spears, don't you think she, of all people, would understand uh, how this all works? <laughs> right, she's had security since she's been like 13. So uh, I can recall we were up in Minneapolis, and Bob Kraft, who owns the New England Patriots, had an entourage, and nobody was even, I don't think, had he just been walking by himself? I don't think anyone even known who Bob Kraft was. But their security was basically saying, we own the escalator. And I'm thinking to myself, why do you own the escalator? We're all trying to get from play A to B. You're not doing a production or a performance or a game. You're literally walking around the mall. I'm not sure you should be having all these people. You should probably rent the mall out yourself because Bob Kraft wasn't performing for something. So I understand why Britney Spears in Las Vegas has security. But I didn't understand, can anybody just get a ton of security and say, no, 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 get the hell out of my way? Because that's the, the one that, you, when you just mentioned that, that popped into my head was, we got bulldogged by Bob Kraft security. And I kept wondering, <laughs> because Bob Kraft wants to get a pretzel down at the local <laughs> right? store, doesn't mean I should have to get the hell out of the way. So, so the security said that, like, hey, we got to keep moving. You always got to keep moving. You got a reservation. You can't stop because then all of a sudden there are swarms. I mean, I, I assume mm-hmm. you've run into that before, at least when you've seen fans. I'm sure it still happens, but back in the day. Oh, know, yeah, all the time. Back yep. in the day, like when you're walking through with other players and whatnot, did they ever tell you that? Like just like the organization or others say like, hey, just make sure you keep walking because if you start lingering, then all of a sudden you're going to be surrounded and we're going to have a, a scene. Yeah, I think for you know for most people, and, and typically the, you know, the times you'll do that is if you're actually at an autograph signing or if you're out there. Most of us, I think from a lineman, if we're a lineman, no, but with Aaron Rodgers or Favre or those guys, yeah, they had to do things differently. There'd be back alleys that they'd go through and because it would be a mob scene if they didn't. It would be nonstop. I can, you know, back at the hotel we used to stay at uh, up in Green Bay, there was a thing you wrote through the pool and we saw Favre doing it. And we were like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden, People figured that out, so then the security had to figure out a different way for Favre and for Rodgers to go through. So, yeah, you got to keep her moving uh, if you're a big star like uh, you anticipate some of us might have been. I do find it interesting, though, that whenever this has come up, this conversation between uh, Wemby and Brittany, everyone seems to have to come down on Brittany that she was at fault. <laughs> yeah, she has always been... 
feels like everybody's always taking it out on Brie. Right? But do, should she have not known that when this was going to be the case, there's going to be security? 